the Queen Anne County Planning Commission meeting for Thursday, February 13th, 2020. If you all stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This time we will entertain any public comments. Hearing none, we'll go to the meeting minute review. Mr. Chairman, I'll make a motion that we uh, approve the minutes as written. I have a motion. Second. And a second. Are there any comments on the minutes? Hearing none, all in favor? Aye. 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 Unanimous. Thank you. This time there are no extension requests. Um, Mr. Wisnowski, do you have any legislation and legal matter updates for us today? Uh, good morning, Mr. Chairman and Planning Commission members. I do not. <laughs> Everything's happening in Annapolis right now, and you're <laughs> caught up from all the, the local legislation that we've been putting through. So uh, at this point, I have nothing further to add. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. All right. Next up on the agenda is one of our projects near and dear to our hearts. Uh, major Site Plan SP20-01-0049-C, the Kent Island Library Expansion. For the record, please introduce yourself and who you are and who you might be with. Uh, Craig Williams, uh, architect with Becker Morgan Group. Tom Davis, DMS, and Associate Civil Engineer. Janet Salazar, Director of the Queen Anne's County Library. And Steve Cahoon, Queen Anne's County Public Works, and I'll be uh, presenting the project this morning. I have a few slides to go through. Um, the Planning Commission has seen this um, project before as a concept plan and then also um, for imp informational purposes. And what we're showing today is very consistent with what we represented last month. Um, everybody uh, is familiar with the site location. It's north of Maryland 18. It's on the west side of Cox Creek um, and is a 16-acre a waterfront parcel zoned suburban estate and it's in the critical area with an LDA designation um, and we were before the planning commission in um, November of last year and received concept plan approval and expand and a shore buffer reduction um, and then we were bef based on comments made by the planning commission at that time we came before uh, the planning commission showing you the revisions and how the plan was revised last month and what we're representing today is consistent with um, with what we re represented last month. We're requesting major site plan approval for a 10,882-square-foot addition um, to the existing building, um, which would end an additional 49 parking spaces. Um, as, you, as you know, the site is mostly wooded. Um, it does have a, a required shore buffer that's fully established. Um, the existing building... 
um, is, is adjacent to a cleared area where the addition is going to go. Um, there's one site access that comes off of Maryland 18 uh, right into the, uh, the parking lot and the, the facility there. Just right to uh, the right of that entrance, there's an existing stormwater management pond that has served the property um, since the library was built, and that will continue and remain on site. Um, there's also a, the Cross Island Trail connection uh, that is a, it's a spur that goes to the Cross Island Trail, um, which provides people pedestrian access to the library. And you know, this is this suburban estate um, zoning is um, a, a group of institutional uses, which includes um, Bayside Elementary School, Ken Island Elementary School, the library, and park park properties uh, in in that area. Um, that's just a little closer up of the existing facility. Um, the site plan, uh, you had copies of, of the site plan in your packet. There's um, the addition um, is proposed to be um, up, right up abutted and connected to the existing building. The hope is that the addition would be able to be constructed while the library is fully functional and operational. Um, once the addition is completed, there, there would be a renovation to go back and, and renovate the existing library building. Um, the front drive access, or access drive coming off of Maryland 18 would be realigned um, slightly so that it would um, bring you to the new front entrance of the library. Um, there would be parking spaces along there and a new parking area. And the 49 new parking spaces would all be um, done in permeable pavement as part of the overall stormwater for the site. Um, since this is a 16-acre site, it's permitted to have quite a bit of floor area. They, they're permitted over 200,000 square feet of floor area. This is a 242-square-foot facility once it gets completed. So um, it's a modest use for the property and, a, and the size of the property. Um, being in the critical area, um, there's also limits on impervious coverage. The zoning would allow 10 acres of impervious coverage, but because it's in the critical area, it's li limited to 15%, which would be 2.4 acres. Um, the existing lot coverage with the proposed lot coverage would total 13.6% of the property. Well... <laughs> Let me, uh, excuse me for a second. <laughs> Let me get my technical assistance. Um, that button didn't shake loose on that wall. <clears throat> so the, the lot coverage will be at about 13.6% within the permitted range of the uh, what's permitted within the critical area. Um, the stormwater management as we represented during last month's meeting, uh, we have three different, or actually four different components to stormwater management. We have a bioretention swale, so where, where the water runs off the addition and runs uh, across the property, it'll be captured by a bioretention swale um, and treated before um, going to the, existi the existing stormwater pond. Um, there's a submerged gravel wetland facility, which is a, a low area with pond, um, a pond and vegetation feature, which will capture and treat the runoff from the parking lot. And, um, and then from there, it has an overflow drain that would go to the, uh, um, to the existing stormwater management pond. 
We have the existing stormwater management pond that will remain uh, in its location for uh, quantity control and treatment. And then um, we have the permeable pavement, which will also um, uh, provide treatment. And all, all um, 49, oops, all 49 of the existing, or 49 of the new parking spaces will be uh, done in permeable pavement, just like this facility here. Um, you're familiar with the parking, parking here. Um, there's going to be a total of 119 parking spaces uh, proposed. Um, the, the code requires 97. We are doing a little bit more parking than is required because of the use of the property. It can be used as a it, – sometimes it's used for voting, and then there's also meeting space there. So we want to make sure we have enough um, parking for the facility. So we're proposing 119 parking spaces overall. Um, this is the exhibit for the stormwater management. Um, the bioswale, as I mentioned, is down at the bottom of the screen. That captures the runoff from the um, addition. This is the submerged gravel wetland, which captures the runoff from the parking lot. Um, th this is the existing stormwater pond for quantity and quality control, and then the, the uh, parking spaces are shown as permeable pavers. Um, that's what I just mentioned. Um, tree clearing and mitigation. Because we're in the critical area, um, we're limited to 20% of the woodlands on site can be cleared, which is 1.7 acres. Uh, right now, the plan is showing 0.68 acres of clearing to be done. Um, the 0.68 acres is 12.45% 12, 12 of the total woodlands on the site. And because it's LDA, we're required to mitigate those plantings at a one-to-one -one basis on a, on a prop adjacent property or in the watershed. Um, this is where we're proposing to uh, plant the trees, um, the, what is known as the Tanner Farm, across the Cox Creek from the library. Um, they have a fully established 300-foot shore buffer that's been allowed to naturally regenerate over the years. There's a, a Where that blue area is shown on the plan, it's kind of a, a pocket there where we could expand the shore buffer and do additional plantings. Um, this puts the uh, the forest mitigation in the same watershed in the same area um, of the property or with, within close proximity to the property. Um, we also have um, on-site landscaping that's required by the code um, with the additional parking spaces and um, to meet code requirements, there'll be 37 additional trees for landscaping, 115 shrubs. And then also the stormwater management requires um, additional plantings, and we're going to have 26 shrubs, 1,400 grasses, 111 perennials that will be part of that um, stormwater management uh, facilities. Um, Within the packet, there's an, uh, the landscaping plan showing where all the, all the landscaping is going to go. Um, much of the trees will be around the uh, parking area, around the parking lot. Um, and then the stormwater facilities, you know, would make up the grasses and the perennials. Um, so this has been reviewed. It does meet the requirements for the code. Um, the architecture of the building is consistent with what was represented last month. Um, there had been some changes uh, to add brick to the front of the building. Um, you know, the materials uh, that we used, we had samples last month to, to show to the Planning Commission. There's been um, trying to tie some of the materials to the from the new building with the old um, building. Um, 
the uh, uh, carrying over the sword, uh, soldier course of block as well as um, taking the windows and the mullions uh, be consistent across the entire facility. Um, uh, also adding the uh, a vegetative trellis on the frontage to, to add interest and to break up um, a bit of the wall space in, in this corner location. Um, very consistent with uh, what was represented last month. And um, so, um, also realigning the access drive to direct people towards the um, towards the new entrance. One of the one of the concerns was, um, you know, directing people towards that new entrance and that new facility. You know, we want to represent that this is a new library. It is a new uh, modern facility and. Um, it, it is um, we want to direct people towards that front entrance so one, one portion of the plan is to realign that access drive uh, to do that so that's an overview of the plan um, we're happy to answer any questions we have everybody here hopefully we can answer any questions you may have yes. Steve I have I have a question uh, you didn't show in the nighttime oh. renderings but I in looking at those uh, is is the lighting adequate? It looks awful dark. We have our um, uh, mechanical engineers, our electrical engineers, are actually engineering to to meet the um, code required uh, uh, candlelight on all the walking surface surfaces for egress. So yeah, it'll it'll absolutely meet the uh, requirements for lighting. It'll be better than it is now, actually. Yeah, the, the picture with the uh, the rendering with the uh, kids on it just doesn't look good at all. That's that's not a it looks looks unsafe. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I, the graphical um, nature of those renderings to show lighting isn't actually accurate to what we're going to be uh, um, placing. We're going to have a lot more lighting than what's shown in the renderings. Um, I don't. I think um, you know a lot of this is for to show some of the drama of how the interior lighting can be seen. Uh, but in reality, it'll be a well lit site. Thank you. I have a question, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Cahoon, or perhaps Mr. Davis better. Um, if you don't mind, Steve, bringing up the, the, the landscape plan or the site plan, um, there's a, in the center of that plan, there's an existing concrete uh, path. Let's see. Just about in the center of that. Graphic, Steve. Right, right in the dead center of that is an existing concrete walkway between the parking aisles, up, up an up inch. A little bit, up a little bit. Right, right there. Yeah. Is what's the rationale for leaving for leaving that? If we're you know trying to reduce impervious cover, or is it just because it's there? And it um, and, and it it's a, to further my question. It's not shown in the rendering, so I'm just looking for clarity on. It was an existing feature that provided access from the, the several spaces there off the, uh, the the edge of the parking lot. Um, I mean, we can consult with the Department of Public Works and staff to see if they feel that that's necessary. Okay. But it was just an existing feature that we weren't doing any work in that area, so we just left it there. Understood. And the, I guess the other is a comment. It seems a little ironic that we're putting improper grammar on the front of a library with lowercase Queen Anne's County. All right. <laughs> what was that? On, on the facade of the building. Not, not oh. you. No. Okay. Artistic uh, latitude. I, I understand. It's not a. It's a tweet. 
<laughs> Grammar doesn't matter. Huh? Right. <laughs> As Steve said, the, the, <laughs> the plan presented to you, these are actually our construction drawings are consistent with the concepts that we had presented uh, back in November and, and last month. And uh, in addition to that, we have designed the water system. Uh, we're running public water off the elementary school site to provide a fire sprinkler system. Right now, the building's not supported with a fire sprinkler system. As this uh, expansion occurs, it'll have to be provided with that. And so all the utilities, landscaping, everything's being upgraded to comply with the code. So, so if you've got any questions, we'll be glad to answer them. Any questions from the commission? No? Okay. At this time, we'll take any public comment. Good morning. I'm Julie Ranelli, branch manager of the Kent Island Library. Thank you for your consideration today of a library design that meets the changing needs of the community. When the Kent Island branch of Queen Anne's County Library was built in 1989, libraries were used differently than they are today. The expectation was a quiet space where people would find a book and leave or sit and read quietly. Now the library is an active community gathering space, as well as a place to connect laptops and other devices to Wi-Fi and printing services. The building was constructed without knowledge of changing future uses and the effects those would have on acoustics. Currently, customers seeking those traditional quiet spaces are within feet of an active children's room, 10 computer stations, which were not even thought of in the 1989 construction, and several group study tables. Dedicated areas for quiet study and children's programming, along with a classroom and a maker space, would all be welcome additions in a modern library that is heavily used by the community. The Kent Island branch saw 159,000 visitors in, in fiscal year 19, over 30,000 more than the year before. Registration for adult events can fill up within minutes because staff limit class sizes and offer programs only once due to space limitations. Even though 900 adults attended library-sponsored events in the first months of fiscal year 20, we know more were turned away due to that lack of space. Similarly, 3,800 children and caregivers attended events in those same six months. We know additional offerings would be equally well attended, but each time the library schedules an event, the meeting room becomes unavailable to community groups. We appreciate all that the design team has done to create a building that meets the library's and community's needs while keeping an eye on our unique location. The design brings the outdoors into the library with natural lighting and allows the customers to enjoy our wooded view along Cox Creek. Thank you again for your time this morning. Good morning, members of the Planning Commission. Thank you for the opportunity to address you. Um, my name is Kathy Colleen. I live at 115 Northwest Creek Road Drive, Drive in Stevensville, and I'm the current president of the Board of Trustees of the Queen Anne's County Library. Um, the need, uh, on behalf of my board, I come here to urge you to vote to approve this plan as described. The need for a larger, renovated Kent Island branch library has been recognized for many years. I've been on the board for about five years, and it's been a priority for all five of those years and probably previous to my sitting on the committee. Our board has worked closely with library staff and administrators, with county employees and elected officials, with our friends of the library, who you'll hear from in a minute, 
and with many other library stakeholders for many years to make this project a reality. In addition to the hard work of obtaining the funds that have already been described to you, the county allocation and the state, the very generous state grants we've worked hard to obtain, um, our board is working um, We are in the process of developing what we hope will be a robust capital campaign um, that we have confidence will bring significant private funding to the project. However, we can't launch that capital campaign until we have the approvals that that are coming from um, groups like yourself. So all the pieces are in place. We're poised and ready to go. It's been a long time and a lot of work by a lot of people. Um, We're ready. And I'd, I'd urge you to, I think we're all ready to make the Kent Island Library the crown jewel of the Kent Island community. So once again, thank you for your time, and I urge you to approve this project. Thank you. <coughs> Good morning. My name is Kathy Smarrick, and I live in Stevensville. I'm here today regarding the proposed plans for the library. I'm currently the president of the Friends of Queen Anne's County Library, which is a volunteer-based nonprofit group. And on behalf of the 421 members of the Friends of the Library, I want to thank the Planning Commission for their work on this project and encourage you all today to approve the major site plan being proposed. Like so many in the community, we're excited for the opportunities that will come with this expanded space. As you know, the Kent Island branch is a home library for students from four elementary schools, Kent Island, Bayside, Mattapique, and Graysonville, and it's wonderful to see those kids descend on the library after school, on weekends, and all throughout this summer. But there are more than 1,800 students in those four schools, and currently the children's area of the Kent Island branch is only big enough to have 12 chairs, Um, so it makes for some interesting times in there as people wrestle for space. The proposed plan will make a huge contribution to the community by right-sizing this children's area, giving kids and their parents the space they need to work and learn and read together. We're excited that the plans dedicate space for teens in the community as well. Every day, students from Stevensville Middle School walk across Main Street after their final bell and come to the library. The proposed plans will provide the space to allow staff of Kent Island Branch to offer more programs specifically targeting this critical audience, programs that will provide more middle schoolers with valuable and needed after-school activities. And the Friends of the Library will look forward to funding these programs as they continue to grow. Because the expansion plan so well reflects the needs of the community, the Friends of the Library are committed to being actively involved in the library's capital campaign to support the expansion. Our members are generous and dedicated to providing the library with resources needed to grow and enhance what can be offered in the community. Their generosity has allowed the Friends to provide the library with more than $100,000 since 2015, and we're confident that their support for the capital campaign will be strong. The Friends will also include in the capital campaign our our community sponsors, local businesses and organizations that support our mission and have been willing to commit their resources to this cause. Organizations including the Ken Island Elks, the Graysonville VFW, the Ken Island Lions, and the American Legion of Ken Island are already working with us to support programs at the library, and we look forward to enlisting their support for the capital campaign once the design plan has been approved. Again, thank you for all your work on this project, and we encourage you to approve this plan.
morning. morning. <clears throat> My name is Josel Gatrell. I'm a recent um, nominee for the board. Friends of the Library, but I'm also a longtime user of libraries, and some of my fondest memories occurred in library systems. So I'd like to offer my support for the library. Um, reading, I believe, is at the core of how we learn and how we prepare ourselves for advancing education, how we prepare ourselves from entry into the for entry into the workforce, and how we prepare ourselves for decisions that we make in life. For some, access to the library, the resources offered, the programs offered, are their only supplement to educational system as we know it. For some, the resources and the programs are their only opportunity to experience and to learn about issues of importance, to share with others in the community, or to escape from their life circumstances. Expansion of the library will allow programs provided to grow, will open up opportunities to introduce children to the world of books and perhaps introduce their parents to resources that allow communication beyond their current, um, that's currently level, uh, possible. Whether electronic or hard copy form, the library staff provide access to the understanding of one of the key resources that we have available today for information. The library will help meet the increased need as been talked about already and will provide greater opportunities for other kinds of services to the community. Um, I would like to, in short words, just request your support for the proposal, and I look forward to seeing the final result. Thank you. Good morning. Um, again, I'm Janet Salazar, the director for the library, and I appreciate your time and your attention to our design this morning and your consideration of it. I just wanted to reiterate um, that we have done a lot to get financing for this um, project beyond what the county is offering. We have a grant from FY18 for the design. We have a current grant of a million dollars that has been matched by the county for construction to start this year. And our Grant for $2.5 is included in the governor's budget, so as soon as that budget's passed, we will have that grant as well, which the commissioners have also um, proposed to match. So the funding is there, and I'm really excited to know that all of those things are coming together. <clears throat> but I just wanted to leave you with a short story, and I won't be very long, but um, today's libraries are not the quiet warehouses of books of years past, as I'm sure you're much aware. We are vibrant community hubs where people gather for a variety of reasons and take advantage of a host of different resources. Recently, I was working out at the Kent Island branch, which I do frequently so I can get a sense of all of the community here since I'm new to Queen Anne's. Um, and when I work there, I have to sit at a table in the front because there's no room in the workroom for anyone other than two or three people. And there's probably about 14 people who work at that branch. So I'm sitting at this table, and a gentleman came up to me and said, can I join your table? Because there was nowhere else for him to sit in the library that day because there was story time going on, and one session had ended, and all of those kids and their parents were in the children's room, and it was completely full. Um, there was another session going on, so that meeting room was being used. All the computers were full with people who were using them to find jobs or do research or to take an online class. All of the tables were being used by either tutors or other um, adult people in the community who used them frequently for meetings. So there really was only the one space left at my table, and he asked to sit down, and he said, man, the library's a busy place. And I'm like, yes, it is. It is a very busy place. 
The feasibility study that we did for our expansion supports the need for the expanded library and all the design elements that were presented. Public meetings were held and the community told us what they wanted. The design that was presented today reflects the many uses the community makes of our library, meeting rooms, maker spaces and classrooms, print resources, digital resources, and just a space to gather and connect with other people and the outside world. The population of this library serves, that this library has served, has increased by 44% since it opened in 1989, but the branch has had no major renovations during that time. We have been making do with the space we have, rearranging, peering down, and trying to fit everything the community is asking us to do into a building that no longer has the space to truly serve the growing population. This new, larger, and more modern building marries the traditional with the new and will serve the library as it's used today and will have the flexibility and design to make changes as we need to for the future. So I thank you for your consideration of our design and hope you will approve our plans today. Thank you. Is there any other public comment? Hearing none, public comment is now closed. This time I will entertain a motion for a major site plan uh, at the library. Ms. Toller? that the commission resolve that the planning commission regarding the request by Queen Anne's County Commissioners for major site plan approval for a 10,882-foot addition and expansion of parking to the existing Kent Island Library, as more particularly described in the Department of Planning and Zoning file SP number 20010049C, hereby finds the site plan is consistent with the 200 uh, 2010 Comprehensive Plan and the 2007 Chester Stevensville Community Plan. Additionally, the proposed addition conforms to requirements of, um, of um, buffering, impervious surfa- surface, and um, facility square footage um, in the critical area and in the zone for which, um, <coughs> in which it. And in, the, and in it, its zone, and hereby grants and does, deny, grants major site approval with the following conditions. One, the buildings are constructed consistent with the architectural elevations provided for approval. Two, any outstanding comments stemming from agency reviews are addressed prior to final signatures. And three, all required signatures must be obtained. Second. I have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? I'd like to make one suggestion to Mr. Cahoon, uh, if I may, while we're on the record. There, uh, with respect to the restoration mitigation for the Tanner property, yes. uh, I would urge the department to look into uh, a Department of Natural Resources program called Tree Mendis, Maryland. There are restoration-grade uh, plantings that are grown uh, specifically for uh, sites and, and, and situations like this for local governments so that there's a cost savings recognized where we don't have to buy landscape grade quality planting stock for a, a back corner uh, such as that Tanner property. So I think there might be some cost savings recognized uh, if you were to look into that. Uh, that program just opened up, um, and I assume you can plant that whenever. So those are available this spring. Yep. Okay. So I, I would urge you to get in there, you know, before they, they get picked clean, if you will. 
I'm happy they'll to go quick, I'm sure. I'm happy to supply a link if you, if you need help with that. Okay, we'll follow up on that. Thank you. Tree Mendes. It's a quirky little <laughs> moniker. It's a department DNR program. Is there any other discussion? Hearing none, all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Hearing none? Congratulations. Thank you for your hard work and uh, modification. Thank you very much. There's a, there's a hyphen in there, Sharon, I think. Tree hyphen Mendes. Next on the agenda is the comprehensive plan workshop. With Ginny Smith of Smith Planning and Design. Magic is about to happen. So, good, good morning once again, Commissioners. M Mr. Wisnowski, before you get started, sure. um, I need to, to clear my mind and my conscience. Um, last meeting, we were uh, very specific in our direction to you as you showed us, you and Amy showed us some uh, comprehensive plan uh, websites and data. Um, we asked, and maybe we don't need to ask anymore, maybe it needs to be provided as direction. Mm -hmm. um, we'd prefer to ask and have you, you know, take that as a lead and run with it. But we specifically asked for information from North County to be posted. Whether it be coming soon, uh, comes, we're, we're coming to you at a date to be announced. Um, as of last night, there's still not been any of that information, and I'm a little bit disappointed that that hasn't happened. Whether that information was conveyed to Ms. Smith and her team or not, I do not know. But um, this commission fully expects when we have something, especially as important as that, for our constituents in the north, that they, that they are heard and that we have some action. So now that I've got that off my plate and I feel better... Um, I will say that the website does look very nice. Um, and <coughs> Thank you for your comments, Chairman Reese. Thank I appreciate you. it. And I apologize uh, if, uh, if we did not completely fulfill that request. Uh, Amy and I have been before this commission. We've also been before the county commissioners and, and have been fairly consistent in, in uh, our approach to this comprehensive master plan. And that approach is to start uh, on the um, western edge of the, of the county on Kent Island and then move to the east and to the north. Uh, where we failed is obviously what you had pointed out, Chairman Reese, is to place something on our website that says that um, we will be addressing the north county. Uh, we've had those conversations. We had it again yesterday with Jenny. And uh, by the way, let me introduce uh, Jenny Smith and Michelle King from the Smith Planning and Design, uh, who are consultants. Uh, so we need to do a better job of relaying that information. And um, I think your message is loud and clear, and that we'll have uh, Jenny and Michelle amend our website 
very quickly to put a note that um, that we will be addressing the North County or coming to the North County. We're really trying to nail down a day and a venue is where we are with that right now. And those are the discussions we had yesterday. So, so uh, again, I apologize for that. I'll take it to heart, and we'll make sure that it gets corrected. So why don't we call that a learning experience? Sure. And the next time it'll be a mistake. Fair enough? Fair enough. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Jenny? Can I ask a question before we start? Typically in the minutes um, for work sessions, this is like for you guys to kind of decide, um, Very, yeah, not very detailed in the minutes. Um, and before I go and assume that's what you want, I just want to make sure that's what you want. Um, Every word recorded. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, or do you want it to reflect more like everything else that comes you know, the way I've done everything else. So I think it'll be fine. I think it's, it'll be okay. What's the except except when there's issue like an issue that we just if there's anything went you would like vote on or we would do, like I would, yeah, but the issue that we just had a consensus for something. Yeah, so. The issue we just had would be a major that should be in the minutes. Okay. I would say something else preliminarily. I think the photograph is looking west. I think we're looking at Anne Arundel County. <laughs> we are. Come we on. are. Mm-hmm. I'm not clear why that would be appropriate. But <laughs> yeah, it, because it's prettier. <laughs> it's a pretty picture. The sunrise. <laughs> That's all, just a comment. We had a collection of photographs that staff provided, and so we went through and we're like, oh, this with the color and Miss Dobson was right. It was pretty. <laughs> it matched the color scheme. Um, so I think, I believe in your packet that John provided, you had the agenda. So we're just going to follow that, um, those topics and, and move through throughout this PowerPoint and the presentation. And then yesterday when we had meeting with staff, I think John suggested that we add, we didn't have this in there um, yesterday, but we just add a slide on the planning commission role in the comprehensive plan. This is taken directly from um, MD, Maryland Department of Planning. Excuse me, Jenny, speak speak closer to your mic, if you will. I know, I have such a loud voice. So so this was taken directly from the Maryland Department of Planning website. It's one of the slides that's in their packets for planning commissions. And so uh, we added this just to, um, to show the role of the planning commission. Um, in the comprehensive plan. So you can see the little bullet points there. We put in boxes, and we'll be working through the process with you as partners to get this comprehensive plan completed and to solicit the public input throughout the process. And so I'm just going to give you a little quick overview of the website and tell you how many visitors and everything else that we've been doing and all of our efforts to do outreach. So as you all are familiar with, you saw our website. Um, A few analytics just to give you. We opened the website up in the end of December, and so far we've already had over 558 visits, and 425 of those are unique. So it's not the same person. It's a unique person each time. So we've also kind of looked at it and 
55 had directly gone, or 58%, sorry, have directly gone to our website using the URL. 24% um, have come over through Facebook. 13 have been referred, so basically off of the county's website, they've come through. 4% um, have gone through and searched through on the Google or whatever they prefer, and then Twitter and Instagram. Um, majority of them are coming through their uh, desktops. We've had some mobile visits, and then, as you can see, a minimal amount of tablet. Um, so we really are in our first step of gathering resources, and the first step was to reach out to the public, reach out to everybody, and try to get some information. And one of those was the public survey. We went to the Council of Governments and asked all the town members if they would not mind if they would put up a box. It's a ballot box, and we gave them the survey because not everybody has access to the Internet. So we wanted to make sure hard copies are available throughout the county. So they were very willing, and um, we actually, I believe the next slide has the listing. So you can either go onto our site and access the um, public survey, or you can go to the all the different locations, which is on our website. We list where those are, where you can access that as well. This is kind of even planning and zoning. They have one right out here at their office. Um, this is a list of where every uh, box is located. And we were really excited, too. The town of Queen Anne is not listed on here because their town hall is new and it's not manned. But the mayor was gracious enough. He went through each, all the community, and distributed and collected the surveys for us. So we're very appreciative of that. Um, so can you go back to that last slide, please? Sure. Uh, ironically enough, mm -hmm. there are no public survey boxes south of Queenstown. So the southern side of the island, you put all the public information boxes on the north side, but none on the south. So we're look into that and see if we can okay. find a, a location. See if there's a... How about the library? Library or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Thank you for noting. So just some quick preliminary results so far from the public survey. Um, majority, everyone lived in Queen Anne's that has gone in and participated in the survey. Majority of the people who have participated are in the town of um, or the community of Chester and Stevensville and Centerville. Uh, most are between that age bracket of 55 and 64. And 76% uh, we were really kind of excited to see that they were aware of the 20, or 2010 comprehensive plan. And they rated the quality of life here in the county as good. And traffic is definitely one of their pressing challenges. I think that. Yeah. <laughs> So another thing with our website, as soon as you go to the website, you'll notice this page comes up and it says stay in the know. And that is a way for the community to get weekly updates. Um, you can provide your contact list, <coughs> your email, and so far we have 112 who have participated. And every Monday afternoon or Tuesday we give them an update, where are we at, what's our upcoming events, try to just keep them engaged and where we are with the plan and what's happening. And if you go through our website, which I'm sure you have, it um, gives a brief little overview of our timeline and then project deliverables. We try to make sure that we keep the event section up to date with everything. And it's all events that have been confirmed, that we definitely have confirmed with the location and everybody that's involved. 
um, quarter one, this between January and March, these are events that we have lined up and we've already have conducted the visioning workshop for the Chester and Stevensville last week. We thought it went really well. And um, up next, then we have the Kent Narrows, as you can see, Graysonville, and the Mid-North County that you have spoken of. We are trying to make sure we lock down. Um, we're looking at the Churchill Volunteer Fire Department for April. We're just getting confirmation on the time and the date because it's under construction. We're hopeful, and we've requested April 22nd, 5 to 6.30. I was just a little bit loath to post that before we had confirmed with Churchill. And we were trying to use, our, our, our hope is to use different types of venues. Um, so as you can see, we had the, the um, we had a library, then mm-hmm. we did a community center. and then, So the we were looking center? at different places where the community meets. So um, the suggestion was made, the Church Hill, and they have this new facility, and it's supposed to be completed by mid-March. So we were trying to push it out a little bit, so they had a little wiggle room in their schedule. But because it is a volunteer fire department, it's not manned. So it's taken me several weeks to get back. So now I'm just confirming that. So I hope to be able to, in fact, I'm waiting on an email back from the lieutenant. So very hopeful that that works out. Um, It will be a nice venue to use, and it should be a larger venue. So um, we're hopeful um, that we can have that up very shortly. As soon as it's confirmed, we'll definitely put that on the website. We just didn't want to put anything that... It was one of those type of things. So, um, yes. So, as you can see, then we have the public. We're doing the commissioners' meeting today, and then um, we're working on. We have the Kent Narrows Development Foundation meeting. It's open to the public as well on the twenty fourth at nine, and then we're doing a sustainability and growth workshop on the twenty fifth. That's open to the public as well. Um. And so with the Chester uh, Stevensville Community Visioning Workshop, it was an opportunity. Quarter one, and I keep emphasizing, in the beginnings of processes, you know, are always hard. It's always hard to um, get started. And, and so when you asked, what we're really looking for is to gather information to help direct us on, because it is an update, we're looking for what areas we really need to concentrate on um, going forward. And so we're looking for that countywide and a community perspective. And since the community plan and update of the community plans are part of this scope of work, we were working across um, those three communities first. So we're getting both that community perspective at these first three workshops, and then we're also seeking a countywide perspective for the overall plan. And so at that workshop, the first one we did have, we had about 55 to 60. We had some people going in and out of the workshop, but um, attended that workshop. Um, We did collect, we had um, a station set up for the survey for folks who hadn't seen or wanted to take the survey and hard copies, so they could do it either way. Um, we did have, now QATV did film it, to my regret, no, what are the keys? I, I don't love seeing that, but 2,100 people obviously did because they viewed it on Facebook, and then we did have about 40 uh, views on YouTube. And that data that we're collecting at this point is more qualitative data, 
And it's just giving us an understanding. So going forward, that data does help us. And so I put that at the bottom. Um, It does give us insight into what people consider challenges here and opportunities and, and directs our research. And so one of the first steps in that gathering, in addition to that outreach strategy, um, we did work with staff. So most of, if you look at Appendix 1, if you're familiar, that is where that plan implementation, where the recommendations of the previous plan were housed. And so um, our first step was to say, well, where are we? How did you do? What does this look like? And so we did have a technical committee meeting there in December. And we also sent out to all the staff that were listed and agencies that were responsible for those different um, recommendations, those different strategies. Is this complete? Is it in process? And we asked for information. Is this something you want to even go forward if it's not complete, if it's incomplete? And so what we found with that process is that we did have 13% complete in their entirety, Um, 19% were incomplete, and then the majority were still in process. And then we did have 19% they asked that we remove, that we just get rid of. And so that was part of that gathering. Now we are then subsequent to that, we have been scheduling meetings with those departments, those agencies, um, stakeholders that were identified as responsible for implementation in 2010. And so um, I think yesterday we we met with housing, IT. um, Later this afternoon we're meeting with public works. um, We're meeting with economic development and tourism. And we're just going through and having individual meetings. And they're coinciding with how uh, with the topics of the plan that we're developing at that time. So while we're reading and looking at that topic and we're working with housing right now, then we're meeting with staff. We plan to then have another technical committee meeting in May, June and get people together to say, um, we do strategic planning too, so we're just finishing up with Talbot. And one of the things we always ask is, are there opportunities for collaboration? So while you while we're listing things separately, are there opportunities to collaborate and to say how can we make the scope of this project um, more inclusive, or can we get the most out of if the county's um, going forward with a project that we can get the most out of that project? So we'll we'll, we'll have them talk together, so individually, and then bring the group back together and look for those opportunities. And now with the community plan development, so we're in the process concurrently looking at developing these and updating these community plans. So a lot of the information that was in the Chester-Stevensville community plan was 2004, and then there were some updates for 2007. So they're, they're, they're dated plan documents. So again, we're looking just like with the county at the vision challenges and opportunities, and then we're really doing a refresh. And right now, 
we've been working to get the demographic and that community profile, the data that's kind of in the front of all three documents, updated and as as updated as we can. Um, census is coming up, but there's um, a lot of estimates and things that we're using from the Maryland Department of Planning and other state agencies. They, can, they track this stuff a lot better than they did a decade ago. In terms of the county town planning, one of our first stops was with the Council of Governments. And we did do a questionnaire with them and said, okay, just, just get us started. Give us some perspective. Um, we are meeting with them again on May 13th. And one of the sections of the plan is that county town planning, section five. So it would be a good opportunity for us to um, go over and talk to them. We're also kind of pushing that back a little bit because we are waiting on, um, and I have a slide coming up on land use and existing land use. So, um, the schedule is a little, a little, uh, adjusted, tweaked so that we, um, can use the best available information. So it's the next slide. There we go. So the county, um, is is working with another consultant to get this land use land cover data set. And we always say good data in, good data out. So this will be a vast improvement to what was available for the last plan iteration. And so that is expected to be completed in mid to late March. Um, luckily enough, staff is engaging us in the process so that we can review that with them prior to the county accepting that data because then we will use that data for future land use and those recommendations that go along with it. Um, and we're, we're really looking at it at a much more um, um, uh, micro level. Before it was very generalized. And so if you look at this next slide, You'll see, now this came from um, Sam in GIS, and so he's giving you some background here um, on what they're using to develop this. And so while we'll have the land cover, if you look at the box in blue at the top, that's land cover. We're also going to have the land use classifications, and this is from what the Maryland Department of Planning recommends, so it will be in line. And so we'll have these 29 classifications, um, and so that will enable us to be much more specific. Um, the QA Plan 2020, we are we keep saying it's an update, but at the same time, it's a refresh. We're also doing some reformatting. It'll have a different look, and we're trying to make the plan. Um, what our hope is, is that the plan is more digestible for the public and that we're, we're presenting it in such a way that depending on what people want to get out of the plan, the most important parts we're putting up front and then background data in the back. So years ago, um, it was standard to do an element and a background study. And so we're using a, a little bit of an old school idea and bringing it forward so that um, uh, we, we think that that will really help users of the document navigate the document more easily. Um, the other thing that um, we're looking at is um, making it a, a online, a more digital, and, and, and a document that can be um, viewed easier in that online format. So, 
That is my watch. I'm sorry. So the plan sections, um, this is, um, we're keeping that same flow, and we're updating these sections. And then for Q1, I just wanted to go over the quarter one. So we have things sectioned off because this was a year-long planning process. We, we had different topics and things sectioned off by quarter. So for quarter one of, tw- of 2020, so we launched uh, the website, as Michelle said, at the very end of December. And we will keep, if on our schedule, we have dates where we keep adding to the website and refreshing the website. And so um, from a quarter one perspective, that status update, working on the community profiles for both the county and then those three planning areas, um, the four visioning workshops, and then update to the community plans to extent we can do it prior to having that land use. Um, our topics of converse, uh, concentration were workforce housing and then this economic development and tourism which coincides with some of the dates that we, we have up there for different, um, different outreach events. Coming up, the next steps for us would be we continue the, um, to update further those community plans, making those available, um, conduct our workshop, um, and, and the information that comes out of that workshop, going to the COG, and then those um, topics of, convert, of concentration, will be that existing land use, county and town planning, the sensitive areas and water resources, and priority preservation. So um, those are our next steps, our immediate next steps for the next quarter. Is that it? I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Do you know what the biggest industry is in Queen Anne's County? Industry, a biggest industry, no, sir. Agriculture. I haven't. She told me that yesterday, but I didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) We just had a meeting yesterday. We're completely left out of this pool, right? So I have a couple questions as well. May may I ask a follow-up, Tom? Could you be more specific to what extent? Do you mean when you say you're completely left out of this process? You didn't mention of agriculture in this when we're in the meetings. I mean, so Web, the website does show has a few slides that talk about agriculture as part of the program. Okay, um, can you bring that up? Can I get Michelle? Because we went over that yesterday, actually. Um, so she's going to go to the community website. I'll, I'll share the blame with you. Agriculture doesn't speak for themselves, and, and we need to push for that. We absolutely know that agriculture is the number one industry, and we're not ignoring agriculture at all. Oh, I feel we QAC are. comp plan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Under pressure. Sorry. <laughs> hmm. I mean, so there's the on- just, I don't really feel has a voice. Okay. And I feel this go. is starting with this, and I know you got to have a starting point, right? But I think we all start together. So if you scroll, if you dig into this, what we have posted or what they have posted this online. This is under project deliverables, the community profile. 
I'm actually there. adding to this as we do chapters. So this, this profile. So that gives a snapshot of the agricultural production in the county. I, I guess my point is, Tom, we're not ignoring agriculture at all. Uh, ha, has it been uh, prominent to date? Absolutely not. I mean, well, I, I understand. They're, they're, in the, they're in the gathering phase of information. Maybe that idea would be for these workshops, rather than being geographically distributed around the county, you also include some workshops for um, individual um, industries. But... Um, Areas of interest, agriculture. Um, I, I don't. I'm struggling with what else what? might be. Um, tourism. Tourism, right? Environment. Yeah. Environment. Environment. Tom Lee can run the environment one. <laughs> <laughs> one. One of the questions I have is, it, on the one that's up there right now, have internet access. Eighty-five percent. Is that the people? What's, what's it based on? It's not on geographic. Actually, the source at the bottom. Because we have huge areas of the county that do not have access. It's percent of farms well, that have You have access. access. It's not yeah. adequate access. <laughs> you have dialogue. Yeah. Which yeah. yeah. is like not having access today. That was taken directly from the Census of Agriculture, and it is um, from that state data set. And they were looking, when they did a survey of farms in the area, that was a question that was asked. And so that is the, the statistic that was pulled from that information. By somebody giving you that verbally? Not us getting, no, ma'am, I, this is from the 2017 Census of Agriculture. Interesting. So um, my question to that would be how many farmers actually took that survey? Probably most of them had access to it, but there's a lot of farms that didn't. That are not not too reported. <clears throat> or a lot of older farmers that don't prefer to use the technology that puts them there. And I will say going forward, based on the topic of the plan section that we're working in, we then schedule and look at meetings that would help with gathering information and presenting information as we're working on that. So at this point, that's why you see that sustainability and growth workshop scheduled because we're working on the section of the plan that deals with economic development and tourism. And so as we move forward, we're working through the process. And so we have things scheduled, but to say, and this is actually, it's, it's, um, it works out because when we get your feedback, we're not so set in stone that we can't add and adjust things as we go, but we particularly want to follow in the section of the plan and coincide with where we're working because that's where it's fresh, that's where we're already steeped in that information, and then can address that um, in a timely way. So that's that's kind of how the, the the proposal and how we said that we would work through the process. So um, that's why um, it, it, it kind of makes it nice that we can then add and be looking at the schedule. I'll show you. This is what our overall, and I've already written on it how many times. So every probably two weeks 
or about biweekly, mm-hmm. we're adjusting and, 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 and sending this over to planning and zoning and saying, okay, here's who we confirmed, here's, this is what we're um, adding to the schedule based on where the project's taking us. And so I hate to start anything out with major preconceived notions as to what the pro- exactly in stone how the process should flow because then we're not flexible and, and we're not adapting and hearing what you're telling us and what the community is telling us. So we are particularly in this first quarter really trying to be good listeners so that we can do what works for Queen Anne's County. And just because we've worked on other plans and other areas and other planning documents actually for your county, I think the first one I did was back in 2005 for Queen Anne's County. Um, so we're trying to really listen and have the opportunity to schedule and go with a project as it works for your jurisdiction. So we are hearing you and listening and trying to be very good about how we do things. So I appreciate the feedback. That's exactly what we're looking for. Well, I expressed a difference in agriculture the last census and before. Okay. Most farmers just want to fly underneath the radar. Leave me alone. If it doesn't bother me, I don't want to be involved into it. But agriculture is really changing today. To survive, you have to do some other things. So agriculture really needs to be involved in this plan of, as agritourism or other options, to, ways to keep your family alive and stay on the farm. Things have to change. It's not going to be the traditional farm as we knew it. So we really need, and I have to work on farmers to get them to speak up too with this. But it's a changing world that, um, like I say, it's not like it was 20 years ago. Leave me alone doesn't work anymore. So, all right. Well, thank yeah. you. Sheila, you want to go or you want me to go? Well, uh, I'll you, go please. Yeah, I can please. wait. No, no. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll cover what I had in mind. So, um, <laughs> Mr. Wisnowski, first off, um, if you're getting these updates from Ms. Smith, can you share those calendar updates with the commission every two weeks or sure. biweekly or whatever they are so we can be informed as well? Sure. Um, I have some questions as to your planning and and thought processes because I don't quite understand. If you knew Queen Anne County, um, as you said, you participated in some updates and you're doing Talbot County, and you seem to express you have interest in the Eastern Shore, but you don't realize that Queen Anne County is almost a bedroom community, yet you're setting all your meetings for 5 o'clock, 5 to 6.30. You have no respect for the parents that have children that want to attend these meetings, people that have to commute back to attend. Uh, I'm a little perplexed by those time frames. Can you explain why you chose that time? We actually, I think the first one we did do, um, one is 5 to 6.30, the next one 6 to 8. And so in Graysonville, it's actually 6 to 8. But nonetheless, I hear what you're saying. If you have a better suggestion, please do so because we're still scheduling meetings and we'll later in the process as we have sections developed, we'll be doing public forums and other and open houses. So I would love to hear what works for this community. Can you can you pull up your website? I thought everything said five thirty to or five to six thirty. Just the first one was five. Um, the county commissioners Commissioners meet at 5:30. So we didn't. Okay. We weren't pushing anything earlier than than that. So, so it's well, the, in that the early one is, evening time frame. Um, 
assuming county commissioner meetings are at 5:30, public attends those. You know, this is somewhat consistent with that. But if you feel that it needs to be later, then well, uh, to get constituent support, you know, and people to attend the meetings, there's only one that's from six to eight. Everything else is either in the morning with the Kent Narrows Development Foundation, and but well, that's their established right. Time. And and, right. and I understand that yeah. that's during their normal meeting. Right. Um, but can you scroll down a little bit, please? And that's a Saturday, March 25th? No, it's a Wednesday. So you have one... That, that corresponds, if I'm mistake, not mistaken, with right. the Economic Development Commission's meeting. That's the word. Mm -hmm. And that, we're having that in front of the Economic Development Commission and then any public that wishes to attend. But that's their designated meeting time. We actually stratified the time. If you look, the Chester Stevensville was at 4.30, the next one's at 5, and the next one's at 6. Because quite frankly, I wasn't sure what was going to be the best fit for this jurisdiction. So I wanted to see what our attendance looked like. And, and, and when we worked with Amy, we said, okay, like Michael said, okay, this is when the commissioners meet. So we were trying just to get a sense because we are in the beginning of the process. So we wanted to work through it and see what fits best because we're willing, if there is a better time, we're more than happy to do that time that works for the most number of people. But we thought if we staggered them a little bit, that that could be helpful. So I get the other concern I have, if this is sustainability and growth workshop is specifically for economic development, I mean, why are they getting their own? We purchased part of a package. Why are they getting this tailored workshop well, when they were supposed to be? It's just like be? we're meeting with the Ken Narrows Development Foundation. We're, we're meeting with specific groups that, that exist to get their feedback, and we're going out to the public. The Ken Narrows Development Foundation meeting and the Sustainability and Growth Workshop is part of meeting with the EDC and the Kent Narrows folks. But if they're going it's to on the topics in which we're working on. So we're working on housing and economic development tourism right now. So we're trying to work with the groups that are in the topic in which we're starting to, to go into. And so... Um, when we get to other sections of the plan, then that should change and be reflective of that section in which we're working in. So um, that that is why it wasn't that some topic was being favored over another topic. It just happened to be where we were working in the time in which that quarter was happening. Well, I'm sorry. actually, my questions were, were along the same lines, I think, that Mr. Reese has um, been asking with respect to public input. And I appreciate that you're going to have public forums later. But um, I'm, a, I'm a little concerned, too, about the stratification of special interest groups giving you. To, everything is linear. There doesn't seem to be any cross-participation. I mean, if you take um, sustainability and growth, because it's what you have on your screen, for example, um, it's one thing to meet with the economic development com community, but there are a lot of other people who have interest in sustainability and growth that may actually be different from the economic development sector's perspectives on that. And I think you could probably say that about anything. Housing, I mean, there are advocates for 
kinds of housing, and then there are other people who oppose that kind of housing, and there are advocates for kinds of growth in areas and advocates for growth in different areas, and you're not getting, it doesn't look like the proposal gets that cross-fertilization. I mean, I know that uh, a lot of people found the last planning um, exercise in which I took part uh, tedious because there was a great deal of public participation built in, including groups that were specifically designed by by top by elements or topic areas in the plan that were designed to have this cross fertilization. It looks to me like you're going to get a lot of linear information from special interest groups that are already composed, and then you'll have an opportunity for the public to comment. But you won't have in developing your proposals that kind of um, richness of commentary that comes when people who are both interested in something, anything that's in the plans, say sustainability, um, but who have uh, different interests, maybe one because some are uh, business people and others who are concerned about their taxes and uh, you know, one that's concerned about profits and others concerned about taxes and others concerned about the future orientation for the sustainability of the county's resources. And it doesn't look like the, pl- the plan for de- developing ideas builds in any place where it would be likely that you would get those competing interests to talk to one another and try to work out um, some thoughts about how the, these things might be approached in the plan which inevitably needs to be a compromise among the various interests, not uh, not just reflective of one interest over another or majority rules type of thing. So um, that was I, I was concerned about the the what appears to be a pretty scant degree of public participation, other than these things with structured groups that are already out there. The other, the other thing that occurred to me is, you know, the concentration on towns. If you look at Queen Anne County's population spread really captures a very small part of Queen Anne's County because the towns are, you know, 600 people here, <laughs> you know, just a few hundred people, whereas the population is spread um, in mostly in unincorporated areas in the county. So um, I, don't, I don't know the extent to which... Um, and anyway, the towns, municipalities have independent authority for planning, so their point of view about the county is... Uh, and the county's degree of um, ability to influence their planning is limited. So um, it seemed like an odd place to start was with the towns. Not, not that you know, uh, they need to be included, obviously, but to, uh, to start with the town and county perspective, you're neither capturing most of the population nor most of the county's ability to influence planning um, with, that, with that approach. So those were some observations I had. With respect to the public's participation, until I retired for the last time a couple of years ago, um, I was commuting to Howard County, and I know most people in my neighborhood are still commuting, go to Washington or Baltimore. I mean, so you don't get home from those places until probably 6, 6.30, unless you're working a flex schedule for the federal government or something. And um, I know the commissioners meet at 5.30. There are lots of people who complain about that because people don't, and lots of people who come in an hour or so or an hour and a half after the commissioners start. And other suburban counties where I've lived or worked seem to start their meetings like at 7 p.m. or 
something closer to that. I know you're traveling a long distance yourselves as consultants. You're not. I thought you came from Western yeah, Maryland. But we try to to come way early. So we're but you'll be going yeah. home way late if you start at seven. <laughs> no, but if you really want to be available to the people who work here, and you've you've said. Most of the people who've answered your surveys are 55 to 65, so those people are working. Um, and you, you might look at a later time because uh, very few people who are commuting. And this has really become, I agree with um, Mr. Reese's description, it's more an outer suburb than it is. Uh, I mean, it is an agriculture as a primary interest uh, industry, and it, that's important, but the pop, rest of the county that isn't agriculture, your population, your population is mostly an, an exurb, really, of Baltimore yes. and Washington. And, and um, I think that has to be recognized in the planning process and also in the process <coughs> for developing, uh, finding out what people think all along the way, not just at the front end, but as things develop and as issues are being discussed. So, so um in hindsight, the sustainability and growth workshop could have, should have probably been listed as Economic Development Commission meeting. I think there's a there's a misconception that um, that by saying stability and growth workshop, we're having a special meeting in the morning that nobody can attend, and that's not the intent. The intent was to sit down with the Economic Development Commission, just like we're sitting down with the Catanaros Development Foundation, just like we will be sitting down with other groups in the county. Go to Roman number one after workshop, so it doesn't look like it's the one and only. We noted. Well, even if you say it's the Economic Development work meeting, which is fine, it, I think the issue still lies there is uh, when, does the re- when does the community as a whole talk about sustainability, economic growth, wh- whatever the topic that so, you expect the economic development people to talk about. So this update, this refresh, mm-hmm. is we're not, we're not creating a brand new comprehensive plan. And the last time, as you know, it took three years, and I think there were 12 subcommittees. It produced... Yes, and we're not <laughs> we're not completely unwieldy. Right, it needs to be pared down. The reason needs to be about a tenth of that, and that's what that's what our approach is, Mr. Well, Priest. That's, that's what we're trying to do. By ignoring part of the county, right. so <laughs> so in order to do that, we collectively decided that this planning commission would be that working subcommittee. So we're not doing twelve subcommittees with their own ideas, all trying to work something out and taking three years not getting anywhere, we chose that this planning commission is that work group, is that committee. So, so, and your meetings are publicly advertised well in advance. And when our consultant starts rolling out these chapters, if it's housing, if it's land use, if it's transportation, you'll get that information well in advance. And the public will have an opportunity when that topic comes before you to publicly speak. In our minds, that's the most efficient way to do a update. One subcommittee group, which is you folks, and listening to the public when we bring those elements up. That does not mean that we're, we're not going out into the public, because we are. They will continue to have these work group meetings throughout the county, but ultimately when their research is done and they make their recommendations, that will be vetted here right here at this work group meeting. 
That, that's that's the, the game plan. Can I weigh in on Mike, that, please? Because Mike. I think I've been through more of these than anybody in the room and probably anybody in the county um, going back to the 80s. Um, the model that's been used in the past um, has been chaotic, um, has produced, as Mike points out, an interminable process um, that um, results in, um, I don't know that it results in any consensus uh, among the what have become warring factions. Um, it has generated a sense of, uh, I, I hate, I'll use the word entitlement among the warring factions. Um, that if their their point of view is not adopted, that somehow they've been disenfranchised. Um, And I think that the more efficient approach that uh, Mike has uh, embarked upon is uh, a better approach that does not discount the views of of the warring factions, so to speak, um, but also focuses um, on getting the job done. Mike, may I may I just ask a couple questions? I may be putting the card before the horse, but have we? And I guess I'm going to direct this to you, Mike, since you have been. Uh, first of all, do we have a mission statement for this project? Just answer. You can just answer. Just tell me yes or no. As of right now, no, we okay. haven't established okay. that yet. Right. We're doing research. Okay. Second comment is the general guidelines for this. Tied in with this are what I would call major concerns. In other words, I would, li- I would like to see us have a list of major concerns in the county, including encompassing the whole, whole area. Right. Things such as low-cost housing, traffic, yes. Yes. those things. And we're going to get there. Are we going to get get that afterwards? They're they're evaluating that now. They're getting the comments. Last week we we had a meeting. Those should really come from, not from all their special interest groups that they're surveying, but these should come from the people that are involved in the county. Right. uh, That was last week's meeting. It was down on Kent Island. It was at the library, and it was open to the public, not just the folks who live on Kent Island. It was advertised that you were there. Anybody wants to come. And what what it was not, it was not a venue where the public had an opportunity to stand up and voice grievances, because that's not what the meeting's about. It's about collecting information and vision. They will have an opportunity in the future once we identify the issues to, to speak. We're not at all suggesting in the future someone is not going to have an opportunity to express their opinion. But we're in the data collecting process now. They need to identify what the issues are, and then we'll have that, what you just suggested, then we'll have our hit list of issues that we need to address. So we're in the data collecting, and if I'm wrong, please let, no, please tell. Well, me. maybe you need two sets up. Maybe you need one initially. That could be. Uh, I don't know. I'm just. I, I I'm do just, not want to put anything out until we get an understanding of what the issues are. I don't want to project. 
I know we've heard workforce housing, affordable housing as an example. But we're in the data collecting part of that right now. We met an hour and a half yesterday with the housing folks to get an understanding of their program, what their needs, perceived needs are, and how best we can address those needs for our residents. That's what we're trying to find out. And once we understand that, then we can put forth a recommendation on how to get there. Is it changing the MPDU ordinance, as an example? So we're... I, I, I'm frustrated because everyone, the comments that I receive, the phone calls and the emails is, why aren't you addressing our needs? And, and my repeated response has been, our consultants, this is February, they're in the data collection process. They're working their tails off to understand those issues. Once we understand the issues, then we can start addressing them. So I... Welcome to Queen Anne's County and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been here t- t- 10 years ago and 20 years ago. Good Lord, it was a di- it just a disaster if you let it metastasize such as it has in the past. Well, we want to stay focused and we want to, we want to understand the issues and, and deal with the issues, but we need to understand them first. Well, my concern is that they're going to collect all this data and then they're not looking at the big picture. The future, the next 20 years. You answer that question. Wait a minute. Hold on just a minute. <laughs> let, me, let me just, because I've been involved in strategic planning with corporations and, and looking at the future, and it's very difficult, even looking out five years. You know, that was a plan. That was a big deal, and it went in a desk drawer somewhere. But this is something that we have to work by. But my concern is, is that you're going to collect a lot of data that is going to lead you into an area that may not be part of the, really the major concerns that maybe the commissioners have or we have or your department, uh, Mike. And that's the part that I worry about because you don't have a list. You, you don't have a list, a pre-list of your major concerns and a mission statement. Some something that would be that you can maybe try to concentrate on the big issues. That's what this is all about, is the big issues, really. This is not this is not nuts and bolts as much as it is the big picture. Where are we going? How are we going to develop? Right. How are we going to supply housing? Right. I mean, all of this stuff is elementary as hell, I think. Well, I, I want Jenny to answer that question. I'm sorry, I didn't and mean so to I don't know if you guys remember I, I get, huh? that I said beginnings are always tough. I've never been in a process, particularly quarter one, where I don't hear because it's it's a little bit of fear. It's a fear on people's part, on your part, on the public's, on staff, that we won't get to where we need to be through the process, or someone's going to be left out, or someone's not going to be heard. And so we're listening to these things and applying that information. So I'm listening and I hear like this, I'm this quarter one really trying to use this opportunity to hear and then adapt and formulate the schedule. That's why you see quarter one up on the website. You don't see quarter two, three and four, because if I, and I do, we have a, a plan going forward. But when we post and we show all that, we're locked in, and I'm trying to keep this, particularly in this beginning, so I can hear, we can talk with staff. 
if you, um, at the December meeting of the technical committee, we actually did more of a strategic session with them. Said, what opportunities did Queen Anne's miss out on the last decade? What, what problems or issues do you see? So some of what we did with the public, we actually did with those very folks that are named for implementation in that plan. And so we're doing that, maybe not in exact the same way. It shifts a little bit depending on the audience. But those are the things that we need to hear to direct us going forward. But to say that we're there yet, I'm, I can't say that because I would then be circumventing the very process in which we're undertaking. Because otherwise, you could just charge us with doing it and we could go off and do it and present it to you at the end, which is not what you want. Because that wouldn't represent what's happening here. So we're, we're listening. We're taking our direction from the planning commission, the vetting group, and then we're going to bring to you what we're gathering, what we're getting. So I didn't, I'm not at the point to do that with you yet because we have these other, these other one uh, workshops to do, but we will be loading you up with a lot of information and I'll be giving you the highlights and then we can delve into that and think on that more. And then we will have the flexibility to say, okay, we think that this would be a good idea because of X. And it's based on something other than um, another thing we find is sometimes in part of the process, it's you can't be wrong if that's your perception. That is your perception. However, we could find some data and say, you know, consider this. Look at this. Like, for instance, farmland let's take agriculture, that it's disappearing. And if that's a perception, well, what's actually happening in this decade? Did it increase? And what does that mean? And how do we keep that? How how do we keep that trend? Is that a trend that we want to see? And how do we perpetuate that trend? So um, none of this surprises me. And we're, we're at a good place. And I think that we, as a team, working with the public can have a much better process and get you what you want. Um, just let's work together and get there. So um, thank you for that, Michael. Thank you for your passion and energy. I appreciate it. Um, just as we get passionate too. Yes, we do. Um, but I want to convey this. We are partners for the customer, and the customer is the constituent. The customer is the person living up in Church Hill or down at the end of Roman Coke or Love Point or just outside of Queenstown because they're incorporated. But um, (laughs) I say that jestfully. Um, We're partners in this. And the more we can work together to help the customer, that's what we need to do. And we need to keep the customer in mind as we are partners. So with that... If there's any other comments from the yeah, commission, I've got, I've got one other comment. I, I'm okay. sorry, I don't, my soapbox just fell off. Of, uh, okay, <laughs> that's all right. We'll pick you back up. Uh, is there any plans for to these major concerns can come from a work session where you have a facilitator that is. Can look can have fifteen sheets around the board like you used to, like you did. Although you had that all pre worked out, 
I'm talking about, and then you had people putting dots up there of where they think that, that this should be. I'm talking about taking a group like we have right here with the county commissioners and and doing a little little workshop and then come around and you can vote on these daggone things. You can and you can get up get six or eight of the major items, major concerns that we should be looking at. And that's my point is that we know we're gonna wind up with hundred and fifty of them and and uh because we've gone off on a tangent and you I'm, I'm just trying to bring the thing back into focus because there are just there's just really really and truly there are probably about 10 or 12 major concerns in the county that will cover all the areas that we're talking about but i don't know that you're going to get that from your data collection the way that you're approaching it i'm and look i'm not an expert on this at all but uh, I've been involved in enough of these things that I know how they know how they should work. Thank you. Any other comments from the commission? So, Michael, Miss Smith, Miss King, thank you all very much for your uh, presentation and updates. We look forward to receiving emails from staff um, on a regular basis. And um, Godspeed. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we look forward to meeting with you again yes. with updates. Thank you. Thank you. Can you Michael, uh, miscellaneous staff items? No, sir. Thank you. Are there any public comments before we close? No, of course. Hearing not. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You won't hear any anyway. <laughs> Jody Schultz, Chester. I just I had some comments on that conversation I just heard. Three minutes, sir. So I don't envy anybody. I mean, the only word I think about is going through some of these. I was involved with the Chester Stevensville, the Kent Narrows, uh, many of the um, subcommittees. And, I mean, it was a shit show. I don't know how else to say it. And... So I, there's going to be no. The, Sir, the plan's watch your language. Well, the plan's yeah. going to come out, and there's going to be some people not in agreement, some in agreement. So you try to get to that happy medium to please everybody. But having been to the meeting the other night at the library, <clears throat> I agree with Mr. Priest. It was so many comments. I don't know how many comments there were, and we had these dots. And I, the comment I made is make the dots bigger because the dots were about big as the end of my pen. And we couldn't get the dots up, but um, some people, so I don't know how much validity is being put on that because some people, me included, put all our dots on a couple things. So I, I would hate to think that the dots. You, did you vote multiple times the other night? Everybody did. <laughs> and there was no rules to the dots because we asked. So if I've got all my dots on three or four things that are important to him or to me, then what does that do in the process? And I saw very few red dots. So it was a little bit confusing, and the questions that were asked amongst the dot, the dot people were, us was, where do we put a red dot, and what does it mean? It was kind of counter to the question whether you support it or not. 
some of them didn't deserve a red or a green dot, I think. And it, so that was a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an observation, and it wasn't just me. But, again, I'd hate to see an overloading of green dots from the 55 people that were there to be a consensus of the area, in fairness to everybody. Exactly. Um, what happened to the one-person, one-vote concept? <laughs> I don't think that was ever – I don't think they said that. We didn't – we did not. In fact, um, I, I encouraged people – because it was an update, and I wrestled with this a little bit. Um, because it's an update, I had what was in 2010 up, and they were identified as challenges and opportunities. And the question was, do you still identify this as a challenge – or as an opportunity, because you could have the same type of thing, depending on perspective, as an opportunity or a challenge, or or in some cases, both. And so um, what we ended up doing was there were two opportunities. One was to put some information or what you thought about was 2010, and then there were the ballot boxes up that said, here, this is a card for per idea, and are there opportunities, challenges, and then comments on the current vision statement that Queen Anne's County has from the 2010 plan. And we did get the dots, and we did look at that. Um, and then we typed up, and we do want to um, to be able to share this, um, what we ended up with the cards. And I will tell you what I found is a lot more information. And when people wrote on the cards the new stuff for 2020 going forward, um, they did more complete thoughts than what was up. A lot of um, what was in the previous plans were phrases or words, just, you know, and depending. So there was no context. And when people did the cards, and we actually ended up getting a lot of information, and we saw a lot of repetitive theme, themes in that information. So we saw that different people were saying different things. And the cards were more of the individual, and the dots were up to... Um, our thought was you would do one dot per. However, I did notice. And I thought, too, if they were so small, how did you put all of those up up there? If you I'd were drop, diff- I, I went home. I had three stuck on my jacket when I got home. <laughs> so we have bigger dots. We did order bigger dots. But um, the thought it, the, on the cards, and we actually did collect a lot of information. Um, but, again, that's that subjective, qualitative perspective information. And so that will drive some so of the quantity. was a dot, in your opinion, something that wasn't worth addressing in the future? So what it told me, if no one put anything up on that, it didn't resonate with them. It didn't stand out. It wasn't something that um, caught their attention. Because, again, it was this. So the ones that you saw a lot or a lot of, a lot of people buy, those were the hot-button items that they were going to right away. And then with the cards... The cards were all considered new 2020. Even though they might be reflective of some of the things, um, it told us they were still current. So, again, it's a plan update, um, but we're looking going forward what is still considered or what resonates with people 10 years later. Before you leave, and I, I meant to mention this earlier, looking through Appendix 1, as I did while you were speaking, mm-hmm. my there are a number of recommendations in the land use section, um, which were driven by the um, what was then the law, 
The law has changed significantly, as you know, since 2010, particularly with the septic bill and and others. So a number of those recommendations um, are are contrary to law now. I I hope they're not being put up on the on the you know hot spot thing because there's no point in commenting on them because they can't happen. So I hope those are being called out and not being part of the information gathering because they're irrelevant now. So it was, if you look in the sections, there were... Those also happened to be the areas where there was the most chaos. Okay. It would be noted. (laughs) So uh, to jump, is she in my three minutes? No. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to kick me out. So... I mean, I don't mean to get in, in deep. I'm, just, I'm actually just here to help, as I always try to be. And I'm just making suggestions. I think it was too much, and you were there. It was just too much to try to dissect rather than hunker down into a few things. And so it leads me to my next comment about the sewer and the water. I guess those maps will be updated because that's, there's, we're almost out of sewer and water. So that's going to drive. Why plan if we don't have the sewer and the water to, to support areas? So... Um, that's just a comment about that. Um, I mean, some things with the traffic, everybody's dotting the traffic. Some of that crap's out of our control, unfortunately. The bridge. I mean, I don't know what we do about that. That is totally out of our control. We can put as many back and side roads leading up to the bridge, but we still have to go over the bridge. So uh, that's something that we should just all be aware of. And, uh, again, I'm just here to help. I offer the fire department as a venue for meetings, uh, for the comp plan, if if I, I shared that with Mike, if if you guys want to have a meeting there, we're more than happy to open that uh, our hall up for whatever you need. I'll be happy to put on our firehouse sign any information about meetings or comp plan or whatever. You know, uh, any way we can help or I can help, um, I'll just offer you that. So, thank, thank you. Thank you. Is there any other public comment pertaining to any subject? Hearing none. Anything good to the commission? Entertain a motion. So moved. Second. We are adjourned. Thank you all.